Welcome to New Mercies, a podcast by Mercy Ships, where we'll take you behind the scenes and onboard our incredible hospital ships that are transforming lives all over the world. We invite you to join us each week as we sit down with our crew, patients, volunteers, and partners to hear their stories of life-changing hope and healing. Today, Thomas Dubork is joining us from the Global Mercy. Currently, he's on board with his family, volunteering as the communications director. Here to share his Mercy Ship story, this is Thomas Dubork. Well, Thomas, welcome to the New Mercies podcast. We are excited to hear a little bit about your Mercy Ships journey in this time, and we just want to say welcome. Thanks for chatting with us today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Absolutely. So, Thomas, currently you are on the Global Mercy in the Canary Islands. Tell us what it's like. Yeah, um, we are here and there's a lot going on. Uh, A couple of decks uh, below me, especially in the hospital. Um, We are actually currently making uh, this new series, um, which is going to be a navigator. It already is called Inside Equipping. So we are down there once a week to film a little bit, which gives us an insight to all the kind of, you know, there's a lot of equipment, high level equipment that's being uh, fixed in and installed right now. Oh, wow. And that's primarily in the hospital? Primarily in the hospital, but it's, uh, there are also maritime projects and IS projects and stuff, but it's the main part is in the hospital, yeah. Oh, neat. Now, you're on board with your family right now, so tell us who your family is. We're from Norway, and as uh, at least some of the people on board know, I'm half Dutch. I was born in Holland, but uh, my mother's Norwegian, my father's Dutch. Um, my wife is originally from Congo, DRC. Uh, came to Norway when she was um, about 11 um, or so. And uh, we have three girls, uh, Louise, seven years old, uh, Nicoline, uh, turning 10 in October, and uh, Michelle, 12 and a half. What a fun experience for your family. That is so cool. Well, Thomas, why don't you tell us how you first heard about Mercy Ships and what caused you to say yes to go volunteer? First time I heard of Mercy Ships is a long time ago. And actually in 1991, when I was 17 years old, I was in a drama group in the church that we had this drama group. I um, got the chance to visit the Anastasis because I was in Oslo. So we did a drama piece uh, or a couple of them uh, on board. We got to see, I remember there was a hairdresser there. There were crew members. There were, this was, of course, youth with a mission at the time. That was my first encounter. And then when I was a student, I lived three years in Australia, studying to be a, a TV and film director, and uh, I had a friend from Norway stopping by, and he just gave me a book. I read that book with big enthusiasm, and that was the uh, book called uh, Is That Really You, Lord? About Hearing God's Voice by Lauren Cunningham. And it had the the Anastasis on the front cover and uh, the story of the ship, how they dream, how they ended up acquiring it uh, and, and building it into a hospital ship. Well, made a big impression on me, especially the the part about listening to God's, trying to follow God's leading. You know, I had uh, plans uh, to work within television and I came back to Norway, did that for uh, many years. And at one point, I saw pictures of the transformations, the transformational photography that you see from uh, the patients having these tumors or other health issues that are quite visual and then being uh, the before and after pictures, basically. And I thought... This would make a very interesting TV series. Um, mm. So I pitched it to a Norwegian channel. Uh, unfortunately, they said, um, uh, we're not going to do this right now. 
So uh, I think they were looking for more Norwegians than we could uh, come up with and stuff like that. So I went back to um, uh, Mercer Ships Norway, which I had contact with, and said it's not going to happen this time, unfortunately. But I will say this, if you in the future have some interesting Norwegians signing up uh, as volunteers, contact us again. And then uh, a couple of years later, uh, I was freelancing, or actually I was hired out from the same production company, a Christian production company, to another commercial production company. So I was out for six months and they called from the production company and said that uh, they think they have some somebody interesting now. So uh, I went out uh, together with a colleague to this peninsula outside Oslo to meet this family. And um, they, the Twet family, as uh, some of the listeners know, they, um, uh, they had three kids. And the youngest one, they, like us, they had three kids. Mm-hmm. And the youngest one was six years old, like Louisa, our daughter was when we left Norway last year. And uh, when we saw Frida, um, we just thought, well, this is, this is children's television. Like this could be a perfect kind of universe with the ship and Africa and her life on board. And she's an interesting, like she, she's, she'd make a great character. We saw basically the idea right in front of us of a uh, potential children's series, a documentary series, but uh, basically we wanted to make it look or feel like more like a drama, like a fictional, like a universe that kids could dive into. We ended up being able to pull that off with Norwegian NRK and also Dutch KRO, two TV channels. And uh, Mercer Ship Norway was also involved. And um, we produced it and was finished in 2010. And uh, it's been airing 10 years in Holland and it's still airing in Norway. So it's something that started in 2010. So it's been airing for 12 years and it's going to air 17 years altogether. And then oh now it's airing in Australia and New Zealand. Wow. So, um, and what is the name of this series? Uh, the English title is My Mercy Box. Okay. Uh, in Norway, it's called the Frida uh, In Holland, the Frida op Schip, which means Frida on the ship. Wow. Well, you know what? This is kind of crazy because when our family was in onboarding, getting ready to come to the Africa Mercy back in 2019, our children watched some episodes of this. And then what was really crazy was when we were on board the Africa Mercy in Dakar, Senegal, Frida came to the ship now as a young woman. And the kids were so excited because they had watched her journey as a child, which now we know you're the one that produced that. And then they got to meet her as a young woman on the ship. So it was kind of a full circle moment. That's really cool. And uh, the fact that Frida got back was also related to another project that I'm working on. And I was also there in January. This was January 2020, right? Yes. Before COVID hit. So that brings me over to something else because there was another development project with uh, Mercy Ships Norway starting 2019. That project made me travel to Dakar in January 2020, and I brought my family because we thought, why not make a kind of a holiday out of it? Basically, because at that time, we knew that we were likely to do this as a family and go to serve as volunteers. And that was pretty amazing uh, psychological preparement for the kids, especially my wife, because they had never been on board. So the kids, for them to see the ship and also Mapendo to, to kind of see what this is physically about, um, I think it really helped them psychologically to prepare for what was ahead. So there were a lot less question marks and a nervousness about uh, what is it actually we're going to do? Why are we moving from Norway? 
Wow. So your Mercy Ships journey began a long time ago. You said 17 years old when you first got on the Anastasis to do some drama. And then it's so cool to hear how God has just woven your story in such a special way. Now, you are currently the communications director on board the Global Mercy, which probably isn't a surprise to anyone having heard your story just now. But when was it that your whole family decided to get on board? And what has that been like for your children to transition? When I produced the children's series, I had already met Mapendo and Michelle was uh, on the way uh, and got born during that phase of finalizing the series. It was natural to discuss this because my wife is uh, African and we very early on uh, this idea that it would be really good for our kids if they could have an African childhood to look back on. You know, some African elements that they could have as a part of their life since they're half African. Mm. Um, but then, you know, it, we weren't sure. We had different processes. And um, basically, we, we knew that if we're going to do it, it would be good to do it when the kids are in an age where they will actually remember it. Yeah. But also not too old. Like, uh, yeah. So um, it was a process. In 2019, we really discussed it and, and, and stuff happened. So we put our, we met some people um, and we put our application in. And then uh, we moved from Norway as 27th of September, 2021. Wow. And I remember started, starting to work 4th of October last year. But we so moved exciting. into a hotel, right? So we, we lived in a hotel for the whole fall. So we, we moved on board the ship for Christmas because the families could not live on the ship. They had to make sure that it was safe first. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. So lots of transition. Actually, this last year has been incredible. We have experienced so much. We lived in Antwerp in Belgium in a hotel for the whole fall. And then we moved on board for Christmas and we sailed to Rotterdam in Holland from there, the ship sailed to Tenerife, where we're right now. And then in uh, June, we were in Dakar for a month. And then we have done onboarding in Texas in July. Oh, so, wow. Uh, we've been back now for a month. So there's uh, been um, a lot happening this, this year. Yes, you've traveled quite a bit. Yeah. So Thomas, you are, as I mentioned, the director of our communications department. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the purpose of the communications department on board our ships and what your role is specifically. Our department basically more outward uh, focused than inward in the sense that we uh, we report to global branding, we uh, work uh, to get stories out, uh, to record and, and, and capture stories from the ship and everything around the ship. Uh, so less for internal purposes, even though we're making this but um, the norm is that we produce stories um, that could be in writing, uh, photography and video. So the world knows uh, that we exist, what we do, why we do it. And um, the, the main goals are recruitment, since we need uh, 3,000 people every year to come to our two ships, uh, but also uh, funding and um, yeah, just get the story out of uh, the positive uh, things that are going on. Hmm. Well, what has been a highlight for you thus far as the communications director? Difficult question. Um, but I think coming to Africa, uh, sailing into... Um, I, I really liked uh, going to, Doc, to Rotterdam as well, since I'm half Dutch especially. <laughs> so those two weeks in, in Rotterdam were very special and being able to show my family around in Holland. But I have to say that the ship sailing into 
Dakar, seeing the Africa Mercy, Don Stevens was there. We were interviewing him, and but to see all the people, all the flags, all the festivities, and but then uh, my highlight was probably just when we already had docked and and just seeing this ship, which I then had seen in a in a rainy port in Antwerp and so on, come into an African setting, uh, African surroundings, the. The scenery with the um, you know the, the the sunset and the kind of the red dirt, if you like, and dust. Yeah. Then the ship was home. That was um, that was a feeling that was quite uh, amazing for me. Wow, that is really special to be a part of that the reunion, if you will, of both of our ships. How has this been for your children so far? Actually, uh, it's been really good. I would say um, one thing is that their English has uh, completely changed. They're speaking English uh, very naturally now. Kids are so adaptable, most kids. So and the school, uh, the, the academy is really, really good. Um, so they're uh, basically on the private school, right? They're with a few kids in each class with a teacher and very attentive and, and skillful teachers and uh, community life. So actually, a lot of the time, uh, we as parents in the weekends, we want to get off the ship for a while, but Many times, especially when we're in, in Antwerp, as I can remember, they just wanted to stay on the ship in the weekends. Uh, they didn't want to leave the ship, and it's still a little bit the same way. Wow. It's it's become home for them. Yeah, they think it's perfect. Uh, they just want to be there, and uh, they have friends there. They can play. They can make things, uh, So and they have each other. So they seem to be thriving. Right. They do miss Norway uh, as well. Sometimes uh, friends and and other things, family, the climate, uh, you know, different things. Uh, but all in all, they're um, they're really enjoying it. I think that's great. Well, Thomas, your job as the communications director involves a lot of coordination, a lot of interaction with people that are in the local country, wherever the ship is. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do on a day to day basis? Well, right now there's um, this department uh, helping out there. Uh, so right now there's Helke and me. Uh, but as we go into field service, we're going to be um, a lot more. So we're going to be a couple of writers, a couple of photographers, a couple of um, stills photographers and videographers. Uh, one thing is that we're going to have media visits. Uh, we're also uh, expecting um, vision trips or VIP visits. And uh, then also we're covering stories ourselves, um, stories of hospital patients that are, you know, um, we're following before and during and after their operations. So uh, it's it's quite a variety of things that we're doing. What are you most looking forward to when the Global Mercy goes to Africa and how is that going to impact your job specifically? I'm not only looking forward to it. I'm also like, the thing is we've been to Dakar mm-hmm. um, and seen what it's like. So it's also demanding. It's also rough. It's dusty. It's, you know, it's different uh, from where we are now. Of course, that's what we want. We're going to want to go into field service, make this ship operational, see patients coming in and out. Uh, maybe that's what I'm looking most forward to, to see patients entering and coming out right. on the other side. Um, and to be able to show my kids that, you know, um, this is the reality, but we can also make a difference. And we can serve God in this way. Yeah, I have to say that I think it's going to be quite intense as well. Um, Just having been there for a month to see 
what the the life is like there in Dakar with the port and the kind of the everything that you don't have access to as well. Right. Well, you've been on board now for a good amount of time. As you mentioned, your kids feel like they're at home. What is something that you've learned from living on a ship so far? Probably many things. I think uh, I've learned that it's important to, because ship life, that's a community life where you're very close up of us, including myself, need, need some time alone, some time where you can charge. So I think it's, for instance, the fact that you should try and get off the ship, uh, at least in the weekends, and uh, set aside time for family, just the family uh, alone. Just finding the the balance with the the it, it, it's an advantage that you're all you can always be social, um, but then you also have to find your own um, and staying staying uh, fit, staying you know moving because you're you have a very short way to the academy, to the dining room, to work. It's just a couple of stairs, <laughs> so uh, I think that's also important, at least for for us that keep uh, a couple of the teachers. Kayla and Grace, they have um, started a running running club. So um, right now the kids and also a lot of the, the families are taking part in running competitions even on land. So oh, that's great. There's, um, and that, that's really very nice and social setting to be together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you are in a unique season with Mercy Ships because the Global Mercy hasn't gone into a full field service yet. But thus far, amongst the crew and even your family, how have you seen lives being impacted by Mercy Ships? We did see a couple of children's patients, kids' patients coming in to the um, AFM because we were docked right beside the AFM. Yeah, actually, uh, Louise, our youngest daughter, she broke her arm when we were in the car. And uh, she, uh, so she was actually herself a patient using some of the facilities that the AFM could provide on hmm. the dock side in the tents, but also inside in the radiology and stuff. So uh, with her, we actually came up close with some of the kids' patients. Uh, and she was even playing with them, a couple of girls that have uh, skewed legs, orthopedics. Of course, they were operated while we were there, but then we we would like to follow up with them and see how they're doing when we get back to Dakar. Sure. Well, not exactly the way you want to get to interact with patients by being one yourself, but what a special opportunity that you guys had given the circumstance and all of the restrictions. How did your daughter break her arm? First of all, I'm really glad that the other ship was next door because we couldn't have fixed it on, on the Global Mercy and uh, right. it would not be uh, desirable maybe to go to a local hospital. But um, so it was perfect that go down uh, the gangway and up another gangway. So that was perfect. And uh, now that happened, uh, she was uh, on a ripstick, which is a kind of a skateboard. And uh, they had just washed the ship because um, there was a lot of sand coming in from Sahara. So they had just... Uh, washed the whole ship and it was a little bit wet on the surface. So then, yeah, so it's, it's, she slided. Oh, uh, no. Oh, my goodness. Well, that's another experience that she'll never forget, I'm sure. Yeah, that's right. Well, how would you say that your life is different because of volunteering with Mercy Ships? Uh, it's different in many ways. Um, uh, we are far away from family. Um, we are not in the normal work setting. Um, my, my wife is a PCG right now. 
So we are volunteers without a salary, but it's amazing to see how God has provided for us. So we're not worried about finances at all. A lot of things are different when you're a volunteer full-time like that, but uh, it's also really inspirational to see other people coming here um, for shorter or longer periods of time and why they're coming, how they're able to organize that. Has it been difficult for you guys at all to be on board and not be in field service? Has that been a struggle? I think for uh, a lot of people or some people that is, you know, that there's a um, element there of um, that's why we're here. We're, that's our purpose. We want to serve. We want to come out there and, and be in field service. Maybe I see it a little bit different that, uh, okay, so maybe the, it will be better if the ship was finished, but of course, but uh, now that we're here, uh, we need to finish the job. Um, the ship, you know, was built during COVID and it's the first ever uh, purpose-built civilian hospital ship that was that, that has been built. So, of course, there's going to be some special challenges and, and you could take a lot of notes from if you want to do it again sometime. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, we're here and we're here to finish the ship and somebody needs to do that. So um, um, I, I think we should just do make the best of it, be, work efficiently and also enjoy it basically. Well, Thomas, thank you so much for sharing with us a little bit about your journey. It's so fascinating to hear, like I said, how God has been weaving this story in your life for many years now, starting when you were 17. And we're so excited to see what God has still planned for the future for you and your family on board. So thank you for sharing with us today. Thank you. Thank you for um, talking to me. (laughs) Thank you. If you'd like to volunteer with Mercy Ships, go to mercyships.org slash volunteer. Moise was a day crew worker when the ship was in his home country of Cameroon, but he wasn't finished after the field service ended and he decided to join the crew on the next adventure. He is so filled with joy and gratitude and you are not gonna wanna miss his interview next week on New Mercies.